Good evening, Rainy Lake. Welcome back to another episode of First Bell, your number one source in the north for all things Camp Coochichee. Back to Deer Island. Let me tell you, it's been another mm, epic day up here on Rainy Lake, but I hope you saved your appetite because we're just getting that oven preheated. That's right, kiddos. Strap on your PFD and keep her snug because we're reeling in something huge on the line. I mean it. Like gigantic. So grab the net and keep the dial where it's at because episode four starts right now. Episode 4. I cannot believe how much we've accomplished in just three short episodes. But let me tell you, we're just going to keep the hits rolling, folks. Now with even more regularity. Available every other Thursday at 7.20 a.m. Eastern. That's right, Zach. Every other Thursday at 7.20 a.m., get your weekend started right and get back to your roots and make it easy on yourself. Go ahead and smash, 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 smash smash that subscribe button. Well, gentlemen, it's the fish fry tonight. Did any of you guys get the invite to go across, Zach? You know what, Matt? No, I've uh, never gotten the invite to go over. Yeah, me neither. I'm not popular enough. Pat, you're a unit head. Are you going across? Yeah, you know, I've been, I've done it the past couple of years, but my uh, belt and cargo shorts are dirty and I don't really feel like tucking in my shirt. I've actually never been to the legendary, notorious dinner that takes place. Wait, what? Dude, what? You've never been to the dude, dinner? What? Dude, you haven't been to the dinner? I know. I know. Right? I know. I, I feel like I'm, I know. Right? I know. So, well, I guess you guys just decided for me. We're going to dinner tonight. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. I can't Pat, wait. Pat, Zach, is that you guys? Who is that? Pollock? Hey, hey, I need your help over here. I, I need some favors. It's Andrew Pollock, old oh fish belly himself. Andrew Pollock. What's up, Andy? Yo, 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 yeah. You got, you going out to fish or what's going on? I am, I am. I got a call from the Foundation House. Tony Great says they need more fish for tonight's fish fry. And I certainly can't catch all these by myself. Holy smokes, we better get to work. Um, yeah, hey, do you, do you mind if we bring on our recording equipment? We're actually recording for uh, Camp Coochie's premiere podcast called First Belly. Wait a minute, that's that's you guys? No way, no way. Wow, I tell you what, I hear your voices all day and I have pictured much more beautiful faces than these. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, what can we say? We got the perfect faces for radio. But hey, Andy, I'm not even sure if you'd fit on the big screen. So let's make like four peas in a podcast, rig up the rods, and save the F-House fish fry. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Come Sounds on. Sounds like a plan. Man, Tony really dropped the bobber on this one. First bet will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Clean up, clean up your trash. It'll only take a bit. Clean it up. Clean up, clean up your trash. It'll get done really quick. Clean up, clean up your trash. It'll only take a minute. Think before you place to save the human race. This message brought to you by Trash Crew, Wilderness for Years Beyond. Clean it up. And we're back. We are on the boat on a beautiful rainy lake. We just caught a fat walleye right off the bow. Look at that. Is that a keeper, Pollock, or what? Oh, I think so. It looks like it meets the size requirements. Beautiful. What is the biggest fish you've ever pulled up out of this hole here? Probably about the size of like a second year prep. Wow, that's a huge fish. That is, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's like 46 inches. Yeah, just about, yeah. Yeah. 
Didn't you say that's about the biggest fish you ever caught? Was a pike with a camper? Said yeah, back in 2016, uh, I was out taking a couple preps out fishing, and uh, we hooked into a 46-inch northern pike, and we got it all the way back to camp. What do you think is the magic of our fishing program at camp? Oh, the magic is, is getting the kids out there. If you got lines in the water, you're going to catch something in this wonderful lake. A lot of fish out there. It's really hard not to catch them. What is the trick for pulling up big hogs out of this this lake here? It's not wasting any time. I, as soon as uh, as soon as we get those kids, you know, running in from you know making up their bunks in the morning and cleaning up their cabins, you know, they're ready to go. And if you can get that on the water quick and get your lures in the water, you're going to catch something guaranteed. And what type of uh, lures would you recommend? That depends a lot on what you're trying to catch. Most of the time here in Rainy Lake at Deer Island, we go after two big guys. One is a smallmouth bass, and two is a northern pike. So for fishing, first session, we're going to be catching a lot of smallmouth bass. It is their spawning season in the early summer, and when they are most aggressive and the most hungry. So if you fish for smallmouth bass, in first session, a really good lure to use is a medium-sized yellow or red rooster tail. And that's essentially a treble hook with some feathers coming off of it. I never knew how to fillet a fish until you led a training session one summer. You brought us all out. We were around a circle and you taught us the method of how to get a knife in there and how to really open up a fish in a respectful way, but also in an effective way. Can you tell me how you learned how to fillet a fish? Ah, uh, you know, I used to read a lot of books as a kid and, and seen it done through pictures and on TV. But really, I learned when I got a job at a seafood market preparing fish for customers. Uh, and it really just takes a lot of practice. You just kind of got to get a sharp knife, which is very, very important to have it super sharp, and just kind of dive in. Uh, and the first couple are always really ugly and you're really not proud of what you, the fillets you make, but with a little practice, they come out pretty perfect. I'm on the fryer, what's the way to prepare? How do you like preparing them specifically on a trip? I mean, that's a whole nother can of worms, so to speak. What goes into that? Well, on trip, there's, there's really two main ways I like to, to prepare fish. The easiest way is, uh, if you, you know, you're fishing, you know, a few hours before dinner and you catch one, you're like, oh my, you know, like, let's cook this bad boy up for supper. What's the easiest and most time efficient way to do it? Simply, you just got to gut the fish and you, you cut from below the throat down to the dorsal fin. And then you kind of pull the insides out. And then you take the edge of the back of a knife and you can run it the opposite direction of the scales. And you can actually scale the fish and remove all those scales from it. So you're left with just a scaleless fish with no guts and a head. And then you cut off the head and you're left with a beautiful, ready to cook piece of meat. And you can cook that directly over the fire on a, a grill rack. You could put a little oil down in a pan or on your griddle and just put it right on top. Sometimes you can even take a little bit of stew and just, you know, put that whole fish in the stew and get yourself a nice little fish stew cooking up. But my favorite way to produce fish on a trip is to fry them up. Have a nice big fish fry. Fillet those fish, dunk them in batter, and fry them up. You are so confident in your fishing abilities on a trip that you even, when you're planning out your trip, when you have a whole night just dedicated to a fish fry. I do. I do. The kids seem to really enjoy it. It definitely is. It's, it's a popular one. We like to call them fish McNuggets. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to, to spend the day catching fish and, and saving them up. And it gets the kids really excited to eat dinner out on a trip. That is awesome. And how, what, so also like, so we're talking about being a novice, but we're trying to also put sort of the, 
the fish and efficiency, what, where are you going to throw your lure when you're coming off rapids? What What's the spots? Oh, a couple tricks. A great spot when you're out there. If you ever come across some fast-moving water in a little stream or, you know, a small river or something, right before and right after the white water are fantastic places to throw your lure and try to catch some fish. Even uh, those walleye that like to hang out in the deep depths of the lake will come up and they really enjoy sitting on the bottom of those rapids, scooping up any minnows and small fish they can. So rapids are a great spot to catch not only walleye, but northern pike will hang out there to eat those big boys. And you also catch a decent amount of smallmouth bass there as well. If you're on a big open lake, I really recommend some deep diving lures as you're, you know, traversing some big open water. You can let those troll behind and hopefully pull up a really big northern pike. Well, you are a real aficionado. It is so fun to uh, just talk with you. And uh... Oh, wait, looks like you got one on the line there, Paul. Hold it up, hold it up. Get the net! Oh my gosh, oh my god. Woo! All right, all right, all right, yes. You better fillet these puppies up, get them over, and that was second bell. We got a dinner to attend, gentlemen. We'll be right back. Electrifying excitement. Explosive speed. Fiery hits. Unbridled power. Thrills. Lethal force. You're gonna wanna tune in. For the goals. For the hits. This is... The Molson Cup. Season tickets now available online. Wow, guys, I am so jazzed. Hey, guys, let's get to, let's get up to the dining hall. That was second bell. Man, there's some energy in the air. This is nothing like the fish fry, let me tell you that. So you were saying that you've never been up to the dining hall during this dinner? I'm jumping in head first here. I really don't know what to expect. I'm kind of nervous. I'd... Okay, okay, here, Pat, chill out. Let... Matt and I are going to run in. I've got to go get with my cameras, yeah, we, but we I'm going to send out an going. expert, someone who I know can help you dial you in on what's about to go on tonight. So, Matt, let's take off. Wait, you just gonna leave me in the sunken garden yeah, we'll, here? We'll be back. We'll be back. See ya, Pat. You guys. Bye. Hey, Pete, can I talk to you for a second? Oh, Schiller, what's up, dude? How we doing? Dude, not much, brother. Dude, do you mind? I've got to be with the campers for a sec, but can you run down? This is Pat's first dinner, fish fry dinner. Can you just dial him in about what's about to go down? I got you, bro. No worries. Oh, he's waiting down by the sunken garden. Risberg, what's up, dude? Well, what? Pete Sentner? How's it going, man? Not bad. It's the best night of the year, brother. Gosh, that's what I heard. I, I just got ditched by my co-host, and I thought friends, but apparently it's purely professional. It's, it's almost third bell. I'm just kind of, my palms are sweating. I might, I don't know, mom's spaghetti is like kind of rumbling in my stomach. What's, good, what am I, what's about to happen in there? You seem like a pro at this. Relax. What you're about to see is going to be something like you've never witnessed in your entire life. Imagine the feeling you get when your parents leave you at home for the first time without a babysitter. Mm -hmm. And then multiply that by 400. What is about to happen in this dining hall? It's almost third bell. What are some of your favorite moments from this dinner, Pete? Run me down. One of my all-time favorites has got to be... Uh, it was uh, we're celebrating a birthday on this night, which is also like uh, that's a, a great moment in and of itself uh, to get the camp birthday. But when you have your camp birthday that's happening on top of the fish fry night, you're in for something really special. And it was this young, young prep. I believe it was Max Weselowski. He gets his cake from his counselor and 
He's showing off the cake to everybody in the dining hall, and I don't know who said it first, but, you know, immediately this catches on. Everyone's like, you gotta smash your face into the cake. And so this chant gets going, and it's just, you know, all, every good chant just relies on three simple monosyllabic words, and this one had it down to a science. <laughs> the kid's holding the cake, standing up on the table, and the chant comes around the room, smash your face. Let's try it out. Ready? Smash your, your face. Smash, Smash your, your face. face. Okay, and I do want to just a uh, slight caveat. The um, the baker of these cakes, shout out to Anna in the kitchen. Had this is completely not okay anymore. But this was the first time. This was he was the pioneer. And so, what did he do? I can't imagine what happened next. He's, oh, he smashed his face. He smashed his face. Okay. But the 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 beauty was, you thought smash your face was going to be the takeaway from that night, and that like that was going to be the soundbite. But uh, this young, young man removes his face from the cake and immediately afterwards, you know, the whole dining hall is cheering. Everybody's looking at him like it's his birthday. It's his special day. Um, And the first words to come out of his mouth after smashing his face was everything is awesome. And he just shouts that at the top of his lungs. Everything is awesome. And immediately, as if to you know, uh, make true what what he really believed in that moment, the entire dining hall just starts shouting, everything is awesome. That sounds epic. Keep keep telling me stories. What else? What else? Yeah, another classic one. Well, really, the the fish fry night was also, you know, the the Tim Downey chant. Um, That's where that really took off. Uh, Oh, no way. I I don't know how long that chant is at this point. There's what, like 10... 35 downies it seems like there's a new downy every summer so the chant you know by the end is going to take up most of evening activity i I actually have a theory that the chant is the reason we keep getting new downies because they make they do make royalties off the off the chant i i okay i didn't didn't ever talk to my lawyer about that so they they actually did copyright it uh before i could get a Okay, so you made up. You made up the. You, you didn't quite. You, it was like patent pending when it happened, but you made up the Tim Downey chant. That was me. That was me and, and Chris Commissar. Heck yeah. Tim. 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 Tim Downey. Was it Kate right after that, or did yeah, Tim just Kate, have his one moment the, in the limelight there? Tim, Kate, and then Finn, L, and Patrick now too. Yeah. And Jeb and Cinnamon. Donner, Blitzen, Cupid, Comet. Gotta love Comet Downey. That kid is a wild child. Uh, Smash your face chant. We got the Tim Downey origin story. What else? Yo, what's up, guys? I just finished making a salad, so I got a second. Wait, uh, have you done the Law of the Woods thing with Pete yet, Pat? Oh, Law of the Woods of the Week. Pete, the Law of the Woods this week is be helpful. And I was just thinking that you were legendary in creating the chant. T T T R A T R A S H. That's trash. We get dirty all the time. Seeing trash crew, seeing the people who handle waste management on the island with such positivity, I feel like you embody that spirit. You were in charge of trash crew when I was a camper. Can you talk a little bit about your experience and what be helpful means to you? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I uh, some of my fondest memories of, of camp are definitely doing the uh, the trash crew runs, and I, and I have to say. Um, you know, a lot of that culture is, is getting handed down to us from some um, some great folks like uh, Ben Woods, uh, Sam Smith, Henry Cordiel, folks that, that had that same great energy and, and positivity, um, especially concerning a job like uh, Trash Crew. And so Alex Cordiel and I 
did Trash Crew along with Chris Commissar, Quinn Panare, bunch of guys over the years. And it, it was always a, a great example of taking a challenging and really pretty unpleasant job that needed to be done. You know, someone had to help out and to, you know, do that job on the island to get rid of the, the, the trash and recycling. It really was a highlight of my day because we approached it with such positivity. You know, we, we had these different skits and chants and activities that we threw into it. Um, you know, I, I definitely have fond memories of like driving down uh, the main road and we'd have candy bars that we'd throw out to the kids on Trash Crew. Right, Trash Crew's coming. And I think I would just add on to that. That's something that camp does really well. I've never, you know, been that into work until I got back up to camp and started working with my friends and just changing the culture around work and changing the culture around doing your share of the work that makes it um, like not something you have to do, but something you get to do, something that you can do to do your part and have fun while you're at it. Like work can be fun and those tough jobs can be fun. It's all about that attitude that you bring and maintaining that positivity and getting creative with your friends while you're doing it. And up oh, there's third bell, man. Time does fly. Well, wish me luck, everybody. I'm going in. We'll see you in a couple weeks right here at first bell. <laughs> <laughs>